Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I have my guest, Laura Rowe. This is the third interview I've done with Laura. You may remember her and talking about an empath. And the other discussion we had was on the various laws with which we operate under. Laura created the Vital Spirit in Portland, Oregon, and she is an intuitive healer. And she created her business to be an instrument in the ongoing shift in human consciousness. She serves empaths and light workers through intuitive energy alignment and strategic business consulting. She aligns her clients with their true nature and their spirit led businesses, and obviously uses the pronoun she, her, hers. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you, Michelle. I always enjoy our conversations. This is like, I think I started the podcast as a a guise to be able to have super focused conversations with people. And fantastic. (laughs) So I, this is going to, I don't know when we're going to air this. It'll air sometime between September, 2020 and June of 2021. And I just want to make a note that when we're recording this it is Mm -hmm. again friday we love our fridays but it's Mm -hmm. june 5th and it's a full moon it is and we are still in the middle of our global pandemic and now we are cracking open systemic racism yep it's been an interesting year nothing dull about it Mm -hmm. yeah it's one of the things when you read my bio and the why I created the vital spirit, <clears throat> this period of time is bringing up for me what has always been my truth, which is we've lost our heart in how we live as a human culture. And it used to be there. I believe that empaths are one of our roles could be if we choose to pursue it bringing awareness back to the fact that we are all together here as one people and what hurts one of us hurts all of us and how do we get it's not hard for me to see injustice i'm wired that way Uh, this is part of the indigo package if you aren't familiar with that Um, Oh, so maybe that's what we'll talk about. So we'll get to that in a second. But I just, I see justice on this, on the universal scale, not the human law scale, because as we're seeing right now, there's a lot wrong with what we've created as our laws. So it, it is just, I see people hurting and I see other people Uh, either enjoying that hurt or gaining something from that hurt and it's just clear this is this is a problem this can't this is unsustainable we we can't as a culture sustain Mm -hmm. and and that's what we're doing we're falling apart ever so rapidly now it was kind of slow but now it's like here we go military on the streets you know our president in hiding yeah it's a good time People every night for the past week lying face down on the Burnside Bridge for nine minutes. Yep. Pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. The imagery of that is something I won't forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So how did we get here? Right. How did we get here? Um, I have one friend who likes to talk about how colonialism wrapped us up in that. And I actually think it goes back further. And one of the insights that I really got was from a book called Caliban and the Witch, where uh, Sylvia Federici starts to break open capitalism through the lens of women. Mm. It's a heavy academic book, so I'm slowly picking away through it. But she goes back to around 1000 or 1100 um, uh, AD or Mm -hmm. ACE, however you want to word that. Um, And taking a look at where the dominant culture which we're moving into, you know, the Catholic church, right. And, and the Catholic church and how the Catholic church worked with monarchies to break apart pagan, which remember means non-Christian. That is correct. Okay. Um, Break apart pagan societies. And many of them were like women, like honoring the great mother, honoring women. And I see that. And then, and so then it becomes like all these other cultures. Right. And so then, then you fast forward 400, 600 years and you enter the slave trade and we've have gone through the black plague and we've gone through different revolutions of, you know, landowner versus mm-hmm. land worker. And we haven't bro- broken free, fr- free from those things. Correct. Correct. And it's actually a perfect setup for talking about ancestral, the ancestral part of this. Oh yeah. Because what happened when the church smited out all of the other earthbound religions was a disconnection to the dead. Mm. We do not care for the dead in Christianity and the way we, care for the dead in indigenous cultures Mm. and that is what has led white people to be so broke I think is the word I want to use when it comes to understanding uh, our hearts we are we are certainly what's happening now it's a great divide there's the empaths who are rising in numbers and loudness who are saying ow this hurts what we're doing is painful why are we living like this and you've got the people who basically laugh at at others expenses Mm. who find joy or supremacy in in keeping other people down harming them and this is I think directly related to our inability to manage emotions at all Mm -hmm. if it's not anger Mm -hmm. or pride men are not encouraged to have feelings at all Mm -hmm. and women are subjugated because we are less willing to stifle most of our emotions though having said that there's a great many women who do um but mainly they do it because they're tired of the label of women being weak or emotional. And what the tables have turned, because what I see all around me are men unable to handle criticism, unable to even take the, the, the smallest slight and let it roll off his back. They become violent. They become 
belittling and their goal is to kill for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have this incel movement with white men, typically, I was probably, that's not necessarily true, but men who blame women and think they should, because they want to have sex with them, mm-hmm. that they, that this is, there's, there's pain and agony need to come to women because they're not getting any. This is very toxic. I mean, and it's also really hard to wrap our brains around, Mm -hmm. but we have so stopped our culture from just crying and saying, oh, this is painful. Can't show any weakness whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the era of the, of the male narcissist father, the narcissistic father. One of the things I'm hoping we can take from any space we're in, in the world and time and history. And a lot of people have had to, during this global pandemic, completely shift the way they do their work. Like they're working from home. They're not traveling as much. And so I think a lot of people are experiencing like a great quiet. And uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, socially distanced in my front yard. (laughs) And (laughs) She commented how that quiet is giving room for these other things to be heard on a louder scale. So now we can talk about Ahmad, Brianna, yep, George, and and there's space to hear it for before in the before time we were rushing to work and listening to something in our car maybe or we were at work and we had our 8:30 meeting followed by 9:15 followed by 10:30 and then we had to go have coffee with a friend and then we had to go do some work and then mm-hmm. we had lunch with that client and then Absolutely. and then and then and then and then right yeah. so so now we're all working from home and there is a sort of space held for this other energy mm. to come through yeah and yep. i'm hoping that we can crack that open and look at it. And so then back to what I was saying, like every point in history, we have a time to say, what's up? Yeah. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Is that thing happening that we see? Yeah. Something that we want to continue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the busyness definitely ties into all of this. You know, the the lack of space to process, to reflect, to choose. You know, so many of us make decisions based on least common denominator or um, such a split second thought process to it that they they haven't looked at the long-term ramifications. And not every decision is like that, but many mm-hmm. have and are. Mm-hmm. And I love the spaciousness of this. I, I feel uninterested in going back to the way things were if it means we lose this collectively. I, have, I take this amount of space because I can't function otherwise but I feel guilty about it or I feel mm. um, less than like mm-hmm. I'm not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that everyone's kind of come down to my place because this feels more doable, more achievable, more success oriented than 
focusing on the career goals, so to speak, or the ones that are attached to money Mm -hmm. instead of the ones attached to our bodies and our souls, Mm -hmm. because that's a terrible decision to have to, to be put in the position of having to make. So our collective wounds are coming out in the open. Our empaths and other people are saying, ow. Yep. And we have a choice point. Do we go with the way things were in the before time or do we make something better? Yep. And what's interesting is that this whole uprising with civil rights is pretty much saying there ain't no going back now. I hope. I mean, if we, I, I feel like we're, it's a snowball effect. It starts with the pandemic, which mm-hmm. squeezes our systems into really pointing out what's broken. Mm-hmm. And then that is about how we treat minorities in this country, mm-hmm. blacks particularly, but really all minorities. Mm-hmm. And now this has come and saying, we're done. We're not mm-hmm. stopping. I mean, our mayor keeps asking pretty much every day, how can we stop this? How do we stop this? And I think it's an, I think it's the wrong question. What's the right question? How can we help you? Right? How can we help you? And even better than that, yes, ask the question. But also, I'm real sure that in the last 10 years, you've had a lot of commentary on this. You've had a lot of input from activists and your own city council and why don't you say we've been listening here are some of our suggestions what would you like to add yeah anything that looks like a conversation instead of playing the victim really right when when will this end well i don't know when you realize that it's not a problem you can put a band-aid on right we're talking about a system yeah And so it's not just changing one cog out and replacing it. Correct. It's an entire system with which we're living in. And a system that's lived for generations. Mm -hmm. And so we've got layers and layers and layers of things embedded. Uh, I will link to this, but I wrote my thoughts on what white people can do to help deal with what's going on. Um, And I'll link that in the show notes. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the images I shared, which I probably got from you, actually, (laughs) (laughs) was um, a simple timeline that starts with the uh, uh, picking a date, the beginning of slavery to now. Yeah. So if we and I don't remember what that date was, 16 something, right? Uh, 19, I believe. 16, 19. Yeah, is when the first ship of slaves arrived. So 1619 to 2020 mm-hmm. is 246 years. It's 401 years. Sorry, 401 years. But the other part is how long we've been a country. Yes. So then we've been a country. Then we had the Civil War. But then Jim Crow laws extended beyond. That's right. And then we have the um, the two Civil Rights Acts, 1964 yep. and 1968. So you say yep. pick 1968. So 1968 to 2020 is 52 years. That's right. Of 401. That's right. 
And then I wanted to mention at the beginning of our chat about the layers of before slavery mm-hmm. that le- that led the path to that. That's right. Why don't we pause there and take a break? Sounds good. I love aligning my days with nature's rhythms, and I made a tool to make it easier. I would like to introduce you to my moon deck. My moon deck is a perpetual calendar, a calendar that never expires. This 86-card deck with booklet will allow you to lay out your day, week, or month and overlay the sun and the moon with the elements and the celebrations from the wheel of the year. This tool, drawn and created by me, Michelle Lassley, will be your fun, whimsical, and practical tool to see how nature and its rhythms can support you. If you want to learn more and get your own deck today, visit www.michellelassley.com slash moondeck. I can't wait to help you align your time with nature with my perpetual calendar, the moon deck. Welcome back. So we're having a conversation just to kind of recap about our, our society and where we're at and how our cracks are showing voices are saying, no, we cannot go on this way. And I want to give some more understanding of kind of like how we got there. So you made a comment before about the indigo package. What is that? So indigos are uh, a genetic, a personality makeup. Uh, It's kind of hard to label, but there's indigos which began showing up in our society in the 50s or earlier but from the basically the late 70s till 2000 they were being born into our culture very rapidly and they they have there's a list of characteristics by which you can identify yourself but one of the core is um a real struggle around injustice like we see it and we claim it and we want to work on it it's not enough we cannot look away and the uh, other ideas we don't we are not necessarily great students we don't necessarily fit in easily to society uh uh, very intelligent um uh, on the rebel side of things but also, I, I, I weave the indigo with the empath because I am one, and I'm betting that there's a lot of us that are both. So, you know, just being more sensitive, being more attuned to what other people feel, because I think that's what a lot of people in our culture don't have any understanding of. Mm. There, I, I have friends who do not have the ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes and understand what they're going through unless it happens to them. Oh, wow. And I'm sort of baffled by this and always have been. So not everybody had my mom, huh? Yeah. Well, and so I share that kind of quippily (laughs) because that was the one thing my mom always, always said. You never judge someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. That's right. Yep. And they may understand that. I'm sure they've heard that term. Sure. But they're very literal. Like there's no like... They, they, they don't have that nuance that says, oh, if I just change, tweak this one thing that you're saying and sit with that, oh, then that feels better. It's like, 
XYZ? No. But if it's XXY, oh, that's perfect. That's fine. And you're like, but <laughs> okay. Why couldn't you have extrapolated from that? So I'm kind of equating it to like a term that um, was actually given to my husband when he, who was, he was like, oh, his manager had said, you're working on your soft skills. So soft skills or emotional intelligence. Correct. Is that like a way to equate it? Yes, I think, I think so. And, and what's interesting is that some of these people have pretty good soft skills, except when it comes to thinking about things that directly relate to them. Oh, interesting. So when they're looking out at, so say they're working in a job and they're managing people and they're understanding, you know, they're using tools to evaluate someone and they're like, okay, using these tools, I can see how to work with you. Mm. But when it comes to dealing with something like race and, you know, how do they sit in their bodies with what they understand racism to be, that is far more complicated for them. Okay. Fascinating. And so you've observed this new classification, if you will, of people. Good word. Mm -hmm. Indigo package as, as a large group of people, it sounds like, uh, who might be able to help bridge that gap. Yeah. And it's an evolutionary scale. So I said they were born up until 2000 after 2000 with a rainbow kids and they have a whole different classification of characteristics and then crystals began about 10 years after that I think or somewhere in there um I I lose track because I'm an indigo and I don't really move beyond that but my understanding is that the indigo's role evolutionarily is the warrior it's breaking down the systems of injustice so that those people coming in behind us who are arriving with their skills of empathy fully aware and intact and they they and very forward in their personalities where empaths born earlier than 2000 uh, sometimes this is slow for us to get to we might not understand that we're an empath until we're in our 30s Mm-hmm. or later. Mm-hmm. And this is all like, oh, this explains so much. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Where these younger kids are just like, yeah, I don't understand your problem. <laughs> of course, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our role as the indigos is to pave and break down and and kind of make a place for them to rise up and bring that heart forward. Using that rebel energy to smash yes. the old thing. Um yes. We'll link the most recent interview I did with Vanessa Kudo because we start talking about the astrological aspects of yes. where that's making space to that. Uh, so, awesome. so yeah, different expert, different conversation, but all related, all connected. Okay, we only have like 10 minutes left. So I really want to have us, I always want a to-do list or concrete things yes. that we can think about and whatever. So yes. we're in this space. We have this opportunity to mm-hmm. continue to use a rebel. And I was, what, how old was I? It was, uh, well, I was in like seventh grade when mm-hmm. the, the wall came down, Germany, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was a thing. We talked about it. And I just yeah. imagined, you know, like, oh my gosh, how amazing to be able to be there and physically break. I mean, like Aries rising. I like That's to break right. plates. Okay? Well, totally. Aries, <laughs> Aries, Aries. Yes. <laughs> 
all over it. <clears throat> Get that run it down, burn it down, start it over, you know, and yeah. Rebel. So now that we're burning things down, now yep. that we're going to be the Phoenix rising, That's right. Okay. Oh, I'm indeed. holding up a plant. My dear friend <laughs> gave me a plant and I murdered it and it came back to life. <laughs> and so this plant is now named Phoenix and That's he's right. the symbol of our podcast episode. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So where do we go from here? How do we constructively move forward? Right. Yes. Using our skills yes. and knowing what's coming mm-hmm. ahead and who's going to, who we're giving this world to. Yes. First of all, this is the first thing I want to say, and this applies to everyone across the board of every generation is the older generations having to let go and relinquish control of how they think it should be and let the younger generations tell us what they see. Cause that's the way evolution works. So that's step one. Step two really comes from stop talking and listen listen to the people on the front lines who've been going through whatever it is that's up right now, in this case, civil rights, listen to the black community and what they think is constructive and productive to, to shift things. Because it's like the fox being in charge of the hen house reform. We, white people can't do it because we're systemically biased, not because we're bad, but because This is what we were taught. It's in our DNA, back to the ancestral part of this. And we can't separate it out. So we need to listen. Can we pause there for a second? Sure. So what I mean when I say this, and I dare say you're going to say this. So if you are white passing and you're listening to this, listening means you shut your mouth. You do not say anything. And when that person is telling you they experienced a thing and you are tempted to contradict it, interrupt that think, do triangle right now and keep your mouth shut. Yep. Bingo. Thank you. So that's step two. Listen, step three is investigate your own bias. We all have it. Uh, This isn't, this isn't about shame. This isn't about guilt. This isn't about accusing anything of anybody. But this country was built on white supremacy. It's in every system of government that we have. It's in the Constitution. It needs to be deconstructed. And we start in our bodies. So I say, read all of the wonderful books that are out there right now. I don't want to single anybody out because I there's literally hundreds to choose from. Own it. Pick one. Do the work. Don't try to be a hero and read them all. Honest to God, pick one and do the work. Reflect on your own bias, reflect on your own inner thoughts. And then I'm going to add the second step, which is heal. Mm-hmm. See healers, see therapists, see black leaders who are choosing to work with white people on, on that bias. So there are some who want and are willing to do this work with us and, and heal back in the generations because this is coming through us so even though my parents were very liberal and not racist, shall we say, I put up air quotes because we're all inherently racist, but you know, my dad played tennis with my neighbor's dad who was African-American, didn't think twice about it. I lived in a very 16,000 people town, pretty damn racist. 
in the whole town in my call in my high school three black people that's it and everybody had a slur or a something to say and I'm I am not racist I didn't even see this in my peers until I was a senior in high school and then I was like what is happening I did not know this thing because my parents didn't do it right mm. so it wasn't I wasn't aware but I have it I have, you know, lock the doors when you drive through this section of Worcester, you know, cross the street when you see these black people walking down the other side of the street, these things that, you know, we look at as safety and that's the rub, right? We're fighting this bodily fear, this fear that comes up physically for us in our bodies as fear of people of a different color. And we can heal that and energy work is wonderful for that. Somatic body work is amazing. So that's, those are my, was that four? Those are my four things. Uh, let go. Yep. Stop talking and listening and yep. listen. Yep. Investigate your own bias and then heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Those are my marching orders. I can't do. And okay. I'm going to add the fifth. Speak out and use your privilege. Yes. I call it interrupt oppression. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I got that through the community lines of tenants when we did hotline training, both as cool. a participant and a leader of, and nice. we'll link them so you can, you can Thanks. go learn to be on the hotline. Yeah. It's not just, a, it, it is imperative. We do our inner work, but it's also crucial that we support the change that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And use the white privilege that we have as a leverage to the black community. Right. And, and you have to, so this is linked to all of these and I'm going to link it specifically to checking your own bias. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really important that we let people have their stories and we don't become the white savior. Yeah. Uh, And so this is again, checking your bias Seeing what your motivations are and what your intentions are so you can show up authentically and with love to create the change that we want. And uh, so if you're in the presence of a Black friend and something is happening and they're defending themselves and you feel called to defend as well, you might need to check in with them first before you work on interrupting that oppression that you're witnessing, could be witnessing. Um, if you're in conversation with your other maybe white neighbors and somebody says something, this is absolutely where you want to interrupt it, name it, call it what it is. Right. So that it's out in the open. Yep. And this is sometimes really difficult for me because like I get so riled up with the rebel and the justice, right? And there's Same. some things that I just I like I go right to anger. Mm-hmm. So in my own healing and my own checking, it's like we do better when we can show up with love. and curiosity yes so that because if we piss off that person that we're trying to ultimately align with love correct then we're not going to go as far as maybe we'd want to Mm -hmm. so that's like again our own healing work too yeah and we're doing more harm than good in that situation agreed yeah Mm -hmm. um I love this list because it's like (laughs) it's just great (laughs) (laughs) It starts, it it always starts with us, you know, individually. We can't, you know, act, lo- think global, act local is about everything. 
Yes. Not just the environment, literally yes. everything. Yes. We want to change the way the United States operates. Talk to your city council. Mm-hmm. Talk to your local police. Yes. That's where it starts because I have very little influence about the FBI or the military or our federal government, but I do have influence. I am a constituent of my city. Yeah. And their job is to listen to me. Yeah. And there's my power. Yes. All of ours. Oh my gosh. Well, that was again, a very easy half hour to fill. (laughs) (laughs) We're good at this. (laughs) Okay. Pros. I'm going to W my empath expert and you're going to just have to keep coming back. (laughs) I love it. Sounds good to me. Okay. So that's, this is heavy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about really heavy things. And I want to share that some of the tools that I've used during our conversation, because as my Facebook cover page has said for like the last year, full woo, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm holding my rose quartz yes. and my rose oil, and I've been applying the rose oil on my heart. And I've been holding um, a palm labradorite in my hand and also mm-hmm. just keeping these energetic symbols close to me. Perfect. Yes. What is one tool that you would invite our people to listen to or use or whatever? I invite people to do a grounding and a clearing of your energy field. And I have, I'll give you the link. I have a link to very quick five, but less than five minute meditations a piece. I use this every day, all day. Awesome. If you are sensitive, you want to, keep your energy feel clear of everybody else's garbage. Yeah. So that you can show up protected and healed and be the light that you are to do the work that you're called to do. Bingo. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you. Balance Shared is produced and edited by me, Michelle Astley. The instrumental music Grass by Silent Partner is from the YouTube audio library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michellelastly.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lastly with Balance Shared a space where I truly believe we are better together.